Welcome you into another edition. Don't meet me at mutual. I'm on Sorry. number two. Figure it out. <laughs> that's, that's fine. I just that's uh that's gonna wake people up and get them ready to go. I'm <laughs> your host. It is shop C70 at C70 on Twitter with me as always, Alan Medlock from Red Dirt Redbird and A Medlock One on Twitter. We're recording this on Thursday, the tenth, uh, off day for the Cardinals. Um, we're horning in on the Ben and Ben's uh, area doing this on off days, but it's a convenient time for us. And Alan, it has, oh boy, you know, we were talking last week and they just lost um, two or three to the Dodgers. They just lost the first one to the Reds. And we thought, man, things have got to turn around. Um, I don't think we expected it to take all the way until last night before it did. Um, it's been a rough a rough week. We feel a little bit better with that, you know, that outing by Wayne Wright and a little bit of offense last night. But on the whole, this was not exactly exciting week of Cardinal baseball. No, not at all. Not at all. And it's, you know, it's one of those to where historically you think, okay, they break the streak tonight. They may not take off and, and go on and turn around and go and win five out of six or whatnot. But right. you just feel like they'll win tonight. And man, I missed that mark probably four times. And the one that, that concerned me was, Tuesday night, because I thought, okay, you're going to get something better out of Martinez than you had in L.A. They surprisingly hit the other team's aces well at times. The day off had to come. at a more, at, It couldn't have been at a more opportune time for them. Right, right. I feel like they'll play pretty well. But 5 nothing, you're thinking, you don't get good Wainwright tomorrow, and you're in some serious trouble. Okay. And, and then you sleep on it, and you're thinking, I could see Bueno pitching pretty well tonight. You know, that's if it's – this is as important tonight as it was last year for him to do what he did. You know what I mean? Save, save the bullpen, get a win. Um, it felt like a playoff game last night. You know, that was, they get off the mat in the first inning and man, that felt, that felt, that felt great. And the crowd was really into it, which kind of tells you where they've been, you know, in the past, you know, 10 days really just hasn't been a good situation. And even, you know, you lay that egg in the last game against San Diego, or sorry, San Diego against Arizona, and then you just haven't really picked yourself back up. And and this stretch is ugly. And I was trying to think back of one that we had seen where they seemed so lifeless, and the one that I could come up with was the one that got Matheny fired. And I noticed that someone had posted that. I can't remember on, on Twitter about yeah. the last six-game losing streak they've had at home was when he, when he was actually fired. And I was thinking, eh. Yeah, I could kind of see that. Yeah, I mean, there were some. I don't know where the other three games they lost three games like 
right 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 before he got fired yeah um and there were they were home games they had won a game a couple of days before that i guess on the road so um you had to go back because i looked it up you had to go back until like 17 i think to find a you know a, a longer than six game losing streak for this team um it's been a while and that's one of the reasons yeah. is because the cardinals have had good pitching over the last yeah decade plus and if you have good pitching the odds are you're not going to get in a big long losing streak and on, you know, those losing streaks you get into are two to one games or whatever the case may be. Um, and I think that's the case, you know, you're right. If, if the Cardinals had lost two to nothing on against Bieber, you, you take that as, you know, okay, it's an ace and at least Carlos looked good. Um, he didn't even get that that consolation. Yeah, if Wainer didn't win last night, and, and you know, he, you know, comes out of the gate and gives up two runs really quickly, you got a little scared. Um, you know, you look at this rotation going into this weekend of Oviedo, of Gant, and then Carlos Martinez coming back around. And any of those guys can win, but if you had to bet money on it, I don't think you'd bet on any of them, right? I mean, I, you, the Cardinals are probably not going to get swept this weekend. But I don't think you could guarantee. Okay, this is the game they win. Sure, and you—it's it, one of those situations where you—it it could be a slugfest for them to do that. And I—I I mean, I completely agree with you. I mean, it, it's one of those to where I don't necessarily—I feel pretty good. I—I I feel confident that we're going to see a great Oviedo start at some point. Whether it's Friday, the first time this place is jam packed tomorrow, I'm not so certain. And is, can he go more than five innings? We don't know that. <laughs> Same thing with Gant. And there's a lot of skepticism on what Martinez can do. And that, that worries me being under the lights in the you know, primetime game in that, uh, you know, in that ballpark. It's going to be pretty crazy. I know exactly where you're coming from. And it, it, it's funny the way that you had even worded that because you and I had exchanged some text messages um, last week. And, and my buddies who can, sign, can kind of panic just like any, any of us can mm-hmm. were asking about what are the things you can do. I said, unfortunately, this is one you're going to have to write out. I said, they're, the back's against the wall. There's no one that's going to move right now. You may find a diamond in the rough somewhere, but that's, you know, you can't really bank on that. This is one that you're just going to have to hope the, hope the, uh, the, the, the trouble settles quickly before you're not too far out of it. I mean, the benefit is it's early June, maybe pushing yeah. to mid June. And you got, you have a lot of baseball left, but the warning signs of the pitching is really troublesome. That's that's what concerns should be should concern everybody because there's just not a lot of hope on the horizon right now. You don't feel like anybody's going to be rushed back. Um, you know, you wonder even if Kim does come back quickly, have we seen the best of him? Because we sure haven't seen the the 2020 version yet. You know, they, those are the signs of trouble that that worry me. And on the flip side, I could see them playing pretty well this weekend just because of the rivalry factor. You know, and, you know, to turn around and maybe, uh, you know, give them a back against the wall loss like they did in St. Louis. Yeah, I I wrote for the Substack that's going to go out in the morning. And if you're not subscribed to that and you want that email, go to cardinal70.substack.com, sign up. But it kind of looked at what happens. Um, you know, there's four basically four options. You know, they can sweep, they can win the series, they can lose the series, and they can get swept. And... You know, none of them are, you know, backbreakers necessarily. But that said, they get swept this week. They're six games back. Yeah. Um, Mid June, they're under five hundred um, by game if they get swept. 
Um, and it becomes harder to start. It becomes harder to say we're going to be making big trade moves if you're struggling. Cause you're not, yeah. you know, I don't think you can really expect a wild card spot. Um, not here to, to spell not with, you out. Yeah. Not with the emergence of the giants. I mean, that's, you know, they may very well win the West. I mean, that'll probably put three teams in, but that's, we're looking way down the line, but you know yeah. what I'm saying? No. Yeah. I mean, there's a good, I mean, even if they start to fight it off, you know, they've put a lot of good wins up now and, um, you know, they're sitting at 38. I mean, they're six games basically ahead of the Cardinals right now. Yeah. You know, even if they start to fade, you still got to cut that, catch that up. Um, it's difficult, difficult to say. And, you know, the losing streak doesn't help. If you look at run differential, the Cardinals were at like plus 20, plus 30 earlier in the year. Now they're like negative 21. They're looking, I mean, if you look at their line, I mean, look at their record, look at run differential, look at all this stuff. Their record and such looks much more like Cincinnati, the fourth place team, yeah. than it does any of the early teams. Um, they're horrendous against good teams this year, nine and 15. Uh, against teams that are winning uh, their, you know, over 500. You know, you're right. They're three games out of the division. But if the Cubs or Brewers start to pull away, it's going to be really hard, it feels like, for this team to make up any ground. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, You have a stretch of very winnable games coming mm-hmm. up. It's true. But you also have the uncertainty of who, who's going to start some of those games. Yeah. That's, the, that's, the, that's what concerns me the most. And uh, you just wonder how much you can make up ground right now with the uncertainty of who's going to be throwing. It's, um, I think that, man, I would. You feel pretty good about it yourself if you can win the series this weekend. Yeah, and uh, you just never know because I feel like those the day game in that in that crowd and the night weekend games is going to be crazy, and and you just never know. But but yeah, I mean it's. You've got to start putting something together, and in those uh, the next one, two, three, four, five series that are all winnable, that you're mm-hmm. going to be a favorite, you've got to make up some serious ground at the end of June, and you don't want it to be six games. Yeah, yeah, you don't. You're right. I mean, and it, it, the good thing is, especially like with you know the Brewers, they have a lot of games with the Brewers in mm-hmm. August and September, when hopefully Jack Flaherty is back, um, and whatever reinforcements have been acquired so that's good they'll still have what they'll still have seven no they'll still have like 12 games left for the cubs too won't they um after starting somewhere in later in june and july so there you've got some head-to-head matchups and you've got some chances to do that after you've gotten healthy but sure you're right you don't want to be relying on the fact of oh we need to basically sweep these, you know, every time we play them, <laughs> yeah, um, to make this ground up, you want to be within striking distance. Um, we've seen it, you're right, it just it really does boil down to the rotation right now. I, I mean, the offense is not great, but it's enough to get by. I think if they're giving up two or three runs a night, it's when they're giving up six, seven, eight runs a night that they have that kind of problem, right? I mean, and yeah, I mean, you trust Wainwright for the most part. 
is I mean, there's really not anything else, is there? I mean, right now, <laughs> it's tough not. to say. I know. I mean, as far as electric stuff, you love to see Oviedo tomorrow, mm-hmm. but man, he just hasn't. I, I don't. I've, I've I've lost a lot of confidence in him, but I still think that there's a, a real good start coming. And, you know, he threw a he threw up a real good one last year against Cubs with no crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, now that's that probably changes this year. Um, so I'm a little concerned about that, but yeah, I mean, that, that shows where we are. I mean, it shows how uncertain and they, they, the Kim in 10 days, I don't, I don't know. It seems, I, I'm, I just don't know what we've gotten out of Kim yet. Now I feel a lot yeah. better when he does throw, but man, four to five innings, that's about all you're going to get out of him. And I feel like that's all you probably should get out of can't. And you know, you're going to have arms falling off. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult, difficult task. I mean, and, and you're right. I mean, it makes you a little bit nervous because you're thinking if you don't play well this weekend, it goes into your basically a 500 team to the end of June. Can you really afford to go get anything or yeah. should you go get anything? You know, and that's one situation I just, I just don't want to see them. Um, they have a lot of confidence that that's not going to happen, which makes yeah. me feel a little bit better about it. I have a few, I, I have a gut feeling that we've yet to see the best out of Arnado or Goldschmidt as well. Um, and I feel like they, that's a lineup that can carry you. Um, you know, they'll probably get some eye rolls on this. I think that DeYoung coming back is probably about the perfect time. You're going to, I understand what you may lose with Sosa, but I, I, I wonder if the bat just hadn't outplayed itself at this point. And it's then, to I, down for sure. yeah. And then I think that you get, you need to see what you can get out of DeYoung because he's such, such a power threat. And if they run out the lineup that they did last night, and the young hits behind, and even if he hit in front of Molina, which I don't think they'll ever do, I liked how the lineup was configured last night. Yeah, I mean it. it I mean there was a big difference just having Yadier Molina in the lineup, even though I don't know that his. I mean, he's had obviously had a great start to the year. He st- he slowed down some too, but, and I don't want to fault Andrew Kisner, but there is there's just something different about having Yadi in that sure, in that lineup. Sure. Um, I mean, he drew that walk last night that I don't know that everybody would have done. Um, and you know what he brings behind the plate too, but yeah, um, it just looks that lineup looks more intimidating with him in it. And yeah, yeah you had the young in there. You know, we may see Sosa some at second base. Oh, we might see Carpenter. I mean, Carpenter has been hitting. I feel, I think you have to play Carpenter at this point. Yeah, you um, know, and that's and that's one of those just because you got you. You've got to play him when you know that he's hitting, you know, one of those situations, which adds to another one. Now, it's not to the same level. I know exactly and could not agree with you more on the Molina front. I feel like you feel more complete when you when you do that. And I, I don't know if I would have said that maybe a year or two ago. Mm. Another thing I wouldn't have said a year ago is they seem more fluid when Bader's in their lineup as well. And that may be more of a defensive mechanism. And not that Carlson's played bad. I just like that outfield a little bit better when you yeah. can put the theory true outfielders in there. And I, and the fact that I just like, like Edmund so much in second base, but, but of course you're going to have to play the hot hand regardless of how those guys are playing. And, and Carpenter is hitting right now. So you're going to have to do that, but, but Sosa will get some time. And that's, that's basically a good problem to have because think about all the times that we thought, but they have zero bench. How is this going to work? Yeah. You know, when where you see the Dodgers and the Padres and all these guys that could come at you in waves, the Cardinals couldn't do that. Well, maybe they can now. Maybe that's that. Maybe that's the benefit of some of these injuries. Maybe I mean, you you hope that they'll have at least somebody on the bench, at least one that can come off and give you something in the late innings. Yeah. You know, I mean, to have somebody 
uh, on Sunday when, you know, they've rallied, they've given up that, you know, big, you know, it's eight to seven late bomb, but then they get the first two guys on and not only on, but it's second and third Yeah, and you can't score. I mean, yeah. if you could have been able to pull somebody off the bench that, you know, a carpenter, a, even a Sosa or somebody that could have at least, you know, Sosa might not have, he probably would have put the ball in play. I think yeah. I feel like he does a lot of that. I mean, strike that zone, but, um, you know, somebody that could have yeah. done that. And That's they, a good point. They didn't have that. Um, and that was a game. I mean, I felt like obviously Yadi Arena was really hurting because they didn't even use him in that situation. Yeah. Which, I mean, even to pinch, I mean, for a pinch hit spot in the ninth inning, I think that's what you have to, you know, if Yachty could stand, you'd rather, you'd like to take your chances with him. Oh, sure. Versus, yeah. um, you know, some of the others. But, you know, they just, there are holes. And, you know, hopefully people getting healthy will, will help that. Um, you know, we're not going to see Bader for, it sounds like, two or three more weeks. Um, and... So they're going to have to get by there, but you know, once he gets back, you know, yeah, that makes, you know, then that probably sends Lane Thomas to Memphis. Um, he may go to Memphis when Justin Williams is healthy, which sounds like he might be done ready by the time that 10 days is up. Um, so yeah, you know, as much as it would be nice for them to go out and get some sort of, you know, fourth outfield type, like a real solid fourth outfield type, they can get by with this offense. I think. Yeah, if they can get the pitching, and you're right, you know, technically right now the Cardinals don't even have a full rotation because we don't know who that fifth starter is right now. I mean, it's probably on Hill Road Dome, but you know they skipped it basically this time around to let Carlos Martinez come back because <laughs> yeah. of the off day. Um, so it's going to be a while before he gets his chance to start. It maybe that Kim comes off the DL and or the IL and is able to fill that spot. You know without missing a beat to some degree. But technically right now, I mean, they only really have four starters listed. And I think that's just that's remarkable for the fact that this is a team that, you know, three years ago had probably 10. Um, yeah. You know, I, well, in, we, in we thought that would be a benefit this year. Yeah. You know, I, I did personally. And I thought they're going to have too many arms. I mean, they're not going to be able to figure it out. And I mean, they just they they are going to struggle for innings. There, I'm slightly surprised that Rondon has not got a start, has not been scheduled for a start yet. Yeah, you know, and I, I would kind of like to know some of the reasoning behind that. And not that they have to tell me anything, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, it's funny. You're right; they have four viable options right now. I thought that he would be announced, and I wonder if the night game at Wrigley is one of the reasons he has not been. Maybe I imagine they, you know, this is like you said, Wrigley's going to be 100% capacity for the first time since 2019. Um, that may just not be where they want to start. Yeah, a guy. Whereas, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, and I could see them. I mean, I think it would work out that Wainwright could still make the first start in St. Louis, but I bet Rondon makes one of the starts against that uh, Miami in yeah. St. Louis home game against a, a bit of a lesser competition, um, you know, and it lets him be a, a guy where they can use this weekend because you know, again, with Gant and well, with all three of those guys, you're going to need arms, and you know, if somebody blows up early, especially on Friday, 
you know, if, if Oviedo can only get through like three innings or something. And I hate to say that because the last time we said something about a pitcher not going very far, it was KK and he got hurt. <laughs> yeah. So I hate to say that. I know. And I, there was that text that I said, I was like, uh, but, this is ugly. Yeah. But, yeah. um, but if for some reason, you know, he doesn't make it through like the third or, or gets to round three, you know, maybe Rondon pitches a couple innings on Friday and still is available for Tuesday. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, and that may, that may be a lot of the mindset. Now, yeah. I mean, I think you're onto something on that. Well, and I think, you know what we saw up until, uh, I don't remember. Oh, that, well, you know, they didn't announce the rotation for this weekend until like a couple days ago. They it may have been announce- last night, wasn't it? May have been last night, no. which is still better than the Cubs because as of when we started to record this, the Cubs still hadn't put theirs out yet um, for this weekend. I had to kind of piece it together for that preview, um, I guess, but um, they haven't announced theirs yet at all, which is a little bit weird. I mean, one, they've had some injuries and they're still they're juggling theirs, but also they're making like a huge deal out about this weekend, which is cool an opening day 2.0 and having ceremonies and things like that, which wow. is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and I've heard of other teams doing that, but, but you'd still think you'd want to know <laughs> who was pitching in those games. Yeah. You know, you'd think you'd announce that and they haven't, but, um, but we've seen that a little bit more now where the Cardinal, and, and I know Derek Gould mentioned it one time and I don't remember which game it was, but it was, it was, it may have been Carlos Martinez's game where he blew up, but it was the idea that they hadn't announced, Oviedo for his next start because it kind of depended on. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. Okay. If they were going to need him in the bullpen. And if they did, then they'd have to go a different direction. Um, so that's, that's part of it. And that's, you know, I think we're seeing that more around baseball in general nowadays because of not having the farms or, or you never know when you're going to need to pull somebody or, or things like that. It just feels like, you know, we've gotten away from, setting your you know you don't know your rotation for the whole week basically you're lucky if you know it for the next three days um and that's like i said it's not just the cardinals i think it's a lot a lot of baseball um is keeping your pitchers flexible too is letting them you know and not necessarily letting the opponents know who's coming yeah yeah um, that's uh it, it's one it's funny i haven't been able i haven't read much i've been kind of booked up but uh who did you have as possibles to start this weekend um, well, I hadn't sent it out yet, so you have. Oh, okay. oh so you're good. Okay. Uh, okay. But um, it looks like, uh, from what I can figure, it looks like I expect Hendricks will go tomorrow. Okay. Um, which I mean, you got to throw Hendricks against Cardinals. I mean, yeah. You to. Um, it looks like um, there's a, a, a Cole Stewart who had been sent down. Um, he pitched. He pitched like Sunday or Monday. It's been sent down, but then came back up because the uh, Adole or whatever you know, a guy pitched yeah. really well against the Cardinals is on went on the DL. Okay. Um, so he, and it looks like he's supposed to pitch, um, uh, Saturday and then probably, uh, Zach Davies again on okay. Sunday. Now is Trevor Williams still hurt? I don't know about that. I will plug that. That's in. okay. Yeah. It's, I thought that may be one of the names, but I did know that he had, he, he was out for a little bit. Um, I am trying to see when he pitched last. He pitched last on May 26th, so um, he could be in that mix as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although if he's only pitched since then, he probably is hurt because he should have pitched. He should have pitched at least once since then. Okay. So he probably is. He went. He went six in that game. So, um, but I don't. I don't see it right here. Ever, like I said, I I don't know that 
for a fact. Let me see while I'm ruining my browser already with Cubs site. Nope, they still haven't. They still haven't posted it, at least on their website. So weird. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit strange, but that's. That's baseball now. Yeah. I mean, that used to be unheard of and used to be frowned upon. Yeah, yeah. Trevor Williams is on the on the ten day. He's still hurt. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's out. So, um, and then you know this weekend as we continue, I know we'll kind of go hit hit and miss probably here and there. But while we're talking about the Cubs this weekend, I think we have to talk about Patrick Wisdom. Uh, you Man. know, eight home runs in the last two weeks, <laughs> uh, hitting you know three eighty five or something like that. And I've seen a lot of people use Patrick Wisdom as an indictment of the Cardinal system. I mean, yeah. not necessarily by himself, but at the latest case of, you know, Rosarena and Adolis Garcia, and now Patrick Wisdom and Randy Rosarena, of course. I mean, um, of not knowing what they've got. Now, you know, maybe you can make some arguments here and there for Luke Foyt and Randy Rosarena. But Patrick Wisdom hadn't been on this team. He's been on like three teams since he yeah. was here. You know, if it's no, if, if any, anything, he's changed. And honestly, I think he's just having a, somebody said the Bo Hart moment, you know, being really good for a couple of weeks. But yeah, even if he has figured something out, that was a long time ago. I don't think the Cardinals have any fault in letting him go. No. Yeah. That's uh it's more, you're right to be, uh, to, to, Act like that's a negative to the organization. That's just it, basically it just adds on to the run of bad luck that they've been on with guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. To, to me, more than anything, and that's uh, you know good for wisdom. You know, what yeah. I mean, it, it was one of those guys that he was easy to easy to root for as a cardinal and wherever else he's been since then. You know, he'll probably sting them this weekend. Now that I say that, oh sure, I'm sure. But he will. Uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I didn't think about that at all. Now it did. I I will say, the minute he. He hit one of the first or second homers. I thought, oh, great. Well, you know, I know we're going to hear about this one, mm-hmm. you know, type situation. And, and we have, but I, it's, uh, yeah, I feel like that's a little tone deaf. Um, just be for that same reason, you know, what I mean, it's, it's one of those just kind of catch fire at this point. Probably not going to last very much longer for him. I hope it does. But, uh, but yeah, that to, to blow Mo up for that is, is, I'm not, I, I don't agree with that. Yeah. And Garcia is the same way. I mean, Garcia. Yeah, completely. You know, He's been he released. Yeah, he was released by, you know, Cardinals trade, you know, let him go to the Rangers. Rangers put him on waivers. Nobody claimed him. They, you know, didn't even bring him up. He didn't start the same season on in there. Um He's, he's having a good run. And then there's no doubt that he could be a power hitter in the major leagues. But I did pull up his game log and, you know, in his last 12 games, um, which is since the last time he hit a home run. So he hasn't hit a home run in 12 games. Um, he's hitting 233. He struck out 12 times. Um, you know, he's going to have some adju- – league's going to adjust to him, and we'll see if he adjusts back. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he was – you know, could they use him this year? Yeah, they probably could have. I mean, he's got 16 homers. I think they could have used him. But, you know, he's also playing in Texas uh, versus Bush Stadium. And I think that's – I don't know how much that should be – factored into some of these discussions, but it's got to play a little bit of a part because Bush stadium is not conducive to, to power hitters. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. And, uh, I mean, it has suppressed a bunch 
And it kind of makes you wonder about the the composition of this team and how many home runs they would have hit. You know what I mean? Outside of Bush. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a ballpark factors. I'm not that, I, I don't dive into too much and I'm not that great, right. yeah. but you can tell you know, some of these ballparks that are hot and the ball flies out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little surprised to pull his, he's actually Garcia has hit more home runs away from wow. Texas than he yeah. has at home. Oh, and he's got a better line away from, from Texas. Um, so it just surprised me a little bit, although I don't know how their new ballpark's playing, especially if and I'm sure it plays different if you have the roof closed versus the roof open. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. I don't well, know. and if you remember last year during the World Series, it was there was talk of uh, uh, of it playing big, but those two teams didn't seem to make it seem like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. that's also the big stage, and that changes things a lot of times, so I it don't really know. It does. So, um Plus, you got into a, a World Series where everybody was kind of hitting their stride, right? Sixty instead of one hundred sixty-two yeah, games, you very true. Sixty games, and so um, it's not too much of a surprise, I guess. But, um, but yeah, I know I don't. You know, I feel like Luke Boyd is a guy that works real well in New York and and Rosarena and him both. I think and Wisdom. I think all of them have made some adjustments, and and I think it's also fair to say that while the Cardinals haven't hit on a lot of those guys of late, they have on Tyler O'Neill. Um, and Tyler O'Neill is finally becoming that guy that everybody kind of thought he was going to be over the last couple years. What we said, he needed some regular time. And for once, it looks like that's true. He has definitely been, especially since he's come back off this injured list the second time. I mean, he's really carried this team. All right. It's been exciting to watch. If you remember whenever uh, we had, uh, Rob Rain's on with us, and we said if he could ever corral this and start to hit, he's going to be an exciting player, and he's going to be a fan favorite just because of the way that he does play. And he sure it it, it seems that he's reaching some of that potential, and that's uh, it's been fun to watch. I mean, this is a guy who's going to, you know, now this this next line's terrible, but barring injury. <laughs> Yeah, which is he, he's gonna he's gonna come close to thirty home runs, and he's gonna be in the uh, uh, Gold Glove talk again. You know, and considering that he is a uh, you know the reigning champ, that that's gonna be. I mean, he's probably gonna have the inside track on that. Can if they unless they change things up completely, how they did it, kind of like they did last year, yeah. instead of just going off the uh, you know what the the ratings were. Right. Yeah, but I mean that's an exciting player. I mean, that's, a, you know, almost all of his extra base hits leave the ballparks and and the speed just adds to it. I mean, it, you know, one of his hits last night didn't leave the infield hardly, and it was huge in the first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting to see a guy, as I'm looking at his percentile, you know, his rankings here on Baseball Savant, you know, that has exit velocities in the 97th percentile there. He's in the... 89th percentile of, of maximum exit velocity, 93% on hard hit rate, you know, 100% on expected slugging. I mean, all these high stuff on the on power side. And then, you know, his sprint speed is 98, <laughs> yeah. you know, and um, his, his defense, he's up in the higher metrics on there. I mean, yes, he strikes out a bit more than, you know, he's in a low, low bit on the strikeouts and low on the walks, but it doesn't feel like, he doesn't feel like he's boomer bust as much as he used to, right? I yeah. mean, it feels like he could come up there and get you a double or, like you said, beat out an infield hit or, you know, flare one here and there. I mean, he's going to hit the ball hard a lot, 
but he's not just a slugger, which is, you know, this is really what that team needs too, is that they need consistent people and people that can, you know, get a base hit when there's a runner on second. And so far that's, he's doing it and, and it's showing, I mean, you know, last night with the, with the Audi back, he still hit fifth. Yeah. And that, I think that more than anything tells you what, how much he's risen in their estimation. Yeah, exactly. And I was glad to see that because I was skeptical that it was going to happen. Even as hot as he was, I thought when Molina comes back, he's probably going to push down in the order. But now you have something there in the middle. Not that they didn't before, but, uh, but, uh, you know, it just seems like the, it's the, the lineup composition looks a lot better with having the three sluggers in the middle. Yeah. You know, because I love the extra base hit ability. You know, and like I said, Luke, give uh, takes a little pressure off of Molina as well. Well, and like you say, if you put a you know put a Paul DeYoung in a seventh spot, that's that's pretty good. I mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, we'll see how he how he comes back off the injured list, and hopefully, he can kind of find a little bit of that swing he hadn't had. But it's still a pretty could be a pretty potent thing down there. Yeah, that it, it, it it'll be fun to watch, and I've always, you know, anybody that's listening to this knows how beneficial I think that will be to the young. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would hope so. I would think that. Um, I mean, and you know, I don't think anybody, uh, any of us, expect to, you know, back to back homers from 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 Molina and, and Paul DeYoung like we got in nineteen in Wrigley, but it it sure be nice if he had a good good weekend and got off. Yeah. to a good start because if he starts off 0 and 10 0 and 12 1 and 15 or whatever the case may be it's uh, there people are going to be really wanting Edmundo Sosa back over there um, sure you know because he's yeah. got a little bit of pressure on him now just regards to that I mean I know Sosa was starting to slow down and it makes sense to put him back out there but you know if if there's a decent stretch where he's not hitting, there's at least going to be some people saying, you know, maybe this needs to be a timeshare or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, you know that's coming. I mean, DeYoung is one of those that's uh, he's in the crosshairs right now, you know, with Cardinal fandom, and, and maybe rightfully so. You know, I, I we will see. Now, am I wrong to think that DeYoung has hit well at Wrigley though? Well, I mean, you know, the, obviously that moment stands out, but. Um, you give me a moment, I'll pull up. Well, I was going to say, maybe am I just thinking of uh, a couple of big homers that he's hit? Yeah, and that's and that's part of the part of the thing, right? When you think about a guy, and it's like, oh yeah, I remember that moment, that moment. But then you know you don't remember the over sevens or, or whatever. Yeah. He's had. Um, baseball references has been acting up for me a little bit lately. There we go. All right. Um, <laughs> Ballparks. He has hit in Wrigley Field. Um, okay. There it is. He has hit 244, 310, 472. He does have eight homers in 34 games. Okay. There. That would so, seem, yeah. He's hit about, that's probably what, about his career line right there? Yeah. That slash line. Yeah, I just I was hoping I was thinking I hope it's just not three or four homers that just come to mind and he hadn't hit anything else. So that gives me a little bit of hope. Yeah, he has played actually he has played more games in Wrigley Field than any other ballpark besides Bush Stadium. Yeah, which is take that for what it's worth. Sure. Um, although he's hit more home runs in Cincinnati, so um, but that's part of the ballpark. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just uh, boy, I think. 
I just think DeYoung's got a lot on him. You know, um, I think that there's a lot. I mean, he needs to he needs to be more a little bit more like he was last year, um, and not. I mean, he's. I mean, I know batting average isn't all everything, um, but I feel like that batting average has got to be in the 240, 250 range. He's yeah. got to hit. You know. Quite a few. I mean, he's, he's already got seven home runs on the year, which I think we kind of forget about. Um, I know he struggled, but I didn't think, I didn't, honestly, I didn't know he had that many already this year. Um, but, you know, he's got to, he's got to be a little bit more consistent because it does feel like, I mean, seven homers and 32 strikeouts. So that's 39 of his 124 plate appearances have ended that way. Um, you know, that's what basically, a third of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's a, that's a lot of boom and bust. And uh, I, I'd like to see him, you know, be a little bit more consistent, even if the power comes down a little bit to sure. get those base hits and get those doubles. Well, and like I said, that's uh, it, it, that's part of my issue was the evaporation of the doubles. Yeah. The, uh, you know, you're going to get some power out of them, but uh, you're right. The boom or bust starts, starts uh, really becoming, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were times, even this year where you knew O'Neill was going to strike out, yeah. you know, I feel like there was also times where you knew DeYoung was going to strike out, which that's, I've always felt like, man, if you, if that's the situation, I mean, that's just not a middle of the order guy. And I, that's one of those things to where if you can get back and then considering he's missed, you know, what, three weeks, close to a month now. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. If you can realistically get to 20 homers, 20 doubles, hitting down lower in the lineup, that's, that's the that's the player you want. If you're going to get 20 homers and six doubles, that's not necessarily the player you want. You're not going to get the I mean the 20 homers are going to be beneficial, but you're right. You're going to be hitting in that 180 190 range, and your your OPS is going to be in the 80s, you know, type situation. And right. that's that's just not what they need. I mean they 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 need to spray the ball around more. That I, I their lack of home runs isn't what but what concerned me for years it was the lack of ability to hit doubles man they've been terrible since probably 17 18 in the doubles department and that's i mean that that kills you yeah i mean that's i mean that keeps hitting going that's you know and uh, you know well-placed double it, it, it can help a whole lot yeah. um you know i don't want to subscribe to the you know rally killing thing but um for a home run but it feels like, you know, you get a couple of doubles and you're, you're still putting pressure on the pitcher. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, Cardinals right now, you might be surprised to rank 11th in doubles um, with 100 they, uh, tied, I, tied with the Angels. They had to improve. I mean, they, the, yeah. they had, the last, I mean, they've been in the bottom half of the league for, I think, 18, 19 in last year for certain. And it may have been more than that. Let's see. Last year they were dead last with seventy three. Okay. Of course, you know a little bit of that was yeah. You just can't some tell. different things. They were, yeah. but they wouldn't have been more than twenty sixth or twenty seventh. Yeah. Um. Even with a, you know, two more games and a couple more innings. Um. Nineteen wasn't much better. Nineteen. Um, they were twenty twenty eighth. Okay. I was um, gonna say I. Yeah. I had followed up on that during in the off season at one point. I was like, "Boy, that's terrible." That's why I wanted the Brantley deal so bad. Yeah, twenty eighteen, they were twenty seventh. Um. So yeah, it's it's been a while since they've been. Uh, they were fifteenth in twenty seventeen. So that's 
that's probably the last time they were any good at it. I Man. guess is, is yeah. what you're looking at. I mean, and then 2016, they were fourth. So, I mean, it's gone sharply downhill uh, and it's, it's rebounding a little bit this year, but. Um, well, you also have Arnado. <laughs> yeah. And that helps. Yeah. yeah. That helps so. a lot. Um, you know, cause he's got to have, well, I don't remember how many he's got, but it's a lot. Yeah. I was going to say he's close to the league lead. I, I think. Um, well, let's see real quick. Um, he is third in major league baseball, which also puts him third in the national league oh, uh, mm-hmm. with 20. Um, okay. and he's two behind Adam Frazier and one behind Nick Castellanos. So yeah, that has Castellanos a is a doubles machine. I yeah, he, he has been for the yeah. few years. So um, so yeah, uh, that's a it's a good thing. I tell you, if that if they wanted to go pull that Adam Frazier out of Pittsburgh, I don't think that we'd have a problem with that. <laughs> no, I, and it's funny. It, this year, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna net them a hefty return, right. you know, at the at the uh, deadline now for what he's done. But if last year, if you would have told you would have told me a perfect guy that's out there that's a, a perfect cardinal, non cardinal, it would have been mm-hmm. Frazier. Yeah, switch uh, hitting, know, multiple position guy. Yeah, of course. You know, now that Carpenter's hitting a little bit more, and you know, once you have Edmund there at a second, you know, that's probably not something that they try to. And it, you're right; he would cost a lot. I think he's still got another year of control too. I think so. So, I mean, Pittsburgh doesn't have to move him, although it's not like Pittsburgh's going to be any better next year. Um, yeah, they, were, they may have to sell high on everybody. Yeah, I mean, especially since they got a new kind of a new front office. Yeah, in there, but um, but yeah, I, I, so I, the Cardinals may not want to spend on that when they need so much else. But yeah, um, he was definitely a guy that. I feel like would have been would be a nice one, but um, so again, we've talked the last week or two, really, but especially last week, about the need for a new starting pitcher, and we've talked tonight about the fact that they don't really have that starter. Um, it still doesn't feel like the Cardinals are going, and I don't want to say this in a negative way because I don't think they can right now, but yeah, it doesn't feel like there's going to be a trade move made soon. It does sound like there's at least a fairly solid chance that Shelby Miller is going to return to the organization. Um, Shelby Miller, at least has, he pitched for the Cubs one time this year, got shelled, but he's been, you know, pitched pretty well at their double A before he got released. Um, you know, if nothing else, it gives another arm for Memphis. Yeah. Um, with an option for maybe coming up to St. Louis. Um any any real thoughts on that? No, I would like to see it happen. It's uh, it was funny, just like you and I had talked about. We were thinking of some of the names that were out there that would make a little bit of sense to bring in veteran guys. And then when I saw that last night, I was thinking that would make a little bit of sense. And then when I saw the verbal back and forth, and and I thought, wow, man, that's that's pretty interesting. It's and you know, you wonder how much Shelby would want to come back. You know, that right, was right. that was one of those. I completely understood the necessity to trade him. And that, and I was all over the Hayward deal, you know, and yeah, I was yeah, fine with yeah, that. Yeah. And it was one of those to where he'd kind of fallen out of favor behind a few guys already. And uh, I, it's one of those to where I always wanted to root for him. It was tough in some of those other other spots, you know, mm-hmm. that big year in Atlanta. He made you think he was on to something special. Then okay, then he was hurt. They never really recovered. Yeah, I would like to see what happens if they bring him back. I am one hundred percent 
all right with him bringing in anybody that can pitch in that in that situation right now. See if you can't get lightning in a bottle until you get a little bit of clarity of what you're going to become and what who you can expect back off your own roster. So I would be all for it. I feel like a guy like Miller, um, which I'm fine with, especially for minor league contract, because I was looking. I don't know about Memphis, but I was just kind of paying attention a little bit today uh, to Springfield because of people that I went with to the ball game a couple weeks ago. We were talking about that game that was so ugly and wondering how things were going. You know, Springfield right now, after a month of baseball, has a team ERA of six and a half. (laughs) That's how bad it is down there. Yeah. Um, And part of that is, you know, anybody that's been any good has been shunted up to Memphis um, for the most part. Um, so, you know, getting some arms there won't hurt either, you know, and if Shelby Miller can make a couple of, of good starts in Memphis, you know, yeah, it doesn't hurt to try to try him out in the big leagues because he's yeah. definitely a veteran guy. I feel like he's the kind of guy though, um, that is going, that Mike Maddox is going to need to earn his money with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the Dave Duncan thing, right. To, to bring in a guy and say, this is how you need to pitch, you know, and you make the adjustments and, and you're good. Um, I think Maddox is going to have to do that with somebody like Shelby Miller because, I mean, he's he pitched pretty well, in, like I said, with the Cubs AAA team. But it's been a while since he's had success on the major league level. And, you know, he's 30 years old now. He's probably open to, to some things to try. Yeah, more so than he was when he left. Exactly. Um, and so, but I think that's where Mike Maddox has to, you know, be able to figure out, okay, you need to add this pitch or you need to, you know, pitch in this sequence or you got to do something. Um, and, and it's possible. You're right. Lightning in a bottle or just kind of getting something out of it. I mean, if you make the adjustment, if you could do something like, you know, what Dev Duncan did with, you know, Joel Panero or Jeff Weaver or some of those, I mean, a couple of those guys, Kyle Loesch even, you know, they kind of made it for two or three years. I mean, yeah, it yeah. has to be a guy. I mean, because like they, like somebody's pointed out, there's hardly anybody under contract for next year in this rotation. Jack Flaherty is. You got to figure if Adam Wainwright wants to come back, he's going to be able to come back. Um, but they're going to have to resign him. Um, Carlos Martinez has options, but boy, I, right now, I don't think you, I mean, it's funny. I think just two or three weeks ago, we were saying, okay, you got to exercise that option. Now, I don't know. I yeah. Mean, and that may be like that all season if he stays in the rotation. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not terribly expensive options, but, you know, it may just be where Carlos needs that fresh start somewhere. Sure. Um, and I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully he pitches well enough down the stretch. It, it becomes a moot point. But, yeah, I mean, and then you're looking at, you know, because Michaelis, I think, is because they gave him that contract extension that they probably didn't need to do. Uh, you know, Kim's a free agent. Um, there's, there's just not a lot of options. So if you can get a guy like Miller and if he can find something, I mean, he's a possibility for next year as well. Yeah. it uh, And that's that would be exciting to see if you could pull something like that. Have him come around. Maybe he's grown up and they could they could make something happen here. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he came back and was a serviceable guy. You know, it really wouldn't. And, it, and you know, I don't know if there was so much stock put into that where you would bring back somebody else for another situation if he, if he came back and was, and was say, I mean, John Gant good. Does that get you another year contract? I would think it probably does. 
You know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it depends on what the front office looks at. I guess if you look at the results, yeah, sure. You look at how you get there. If you're talking about, you know, continually putting runners on and didn't be able to work <laughs> out of it, I, they may not. They may not want to put that yeah. gamble on there. Yeah, I would love to see that that uh, the move announced so we could kind of build off that a little bit more, just to kind of see. Now, and, and you're right. I mean, I feel like the mo of the organization. And in particular, Mo, how they've always done is they're going to go and get guys that have an extra year of control. And I feel like that's where the interesting thing is, is I think Barrios would be a great pickup as an innings eater that throws a ton of strikes would be about perfect. But I don't know if Minnesota is ready to kick next year. Yeah, that that would be my situation with it. Then you turn around to Gibson and you're thinking, well, would that work? And how much is that going to cost you? And one of those things, and these are going to be trade deadline type moves. You're not going to be able to make those, but I feel like when you, uh, you, you and I talking about the extra year and, and maybe planning for the future, these are going to be opportunities of a, that they've typically done before and B are probably going to need for next year anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a tough situation for, yeah. for the front office. There, there's no doubt about that. Um, and there's, it's going to hurt, I think, um, for the most part, um, if they do make a move for somebody of quality. Like, you know, and it's interesting. Apparently, Bar- Barrios is, uh, is on the market. I don't know if it's on the market, but, you know, there's rumors around him. Um, but... That's uh, still seems a little bit. I'm sure that's one of those things that I got to feel like it's one of those things that we're going to sell a high here. Yeah. You know, and, and because it's, you get a year and a half, we can get something good out of you. Um, and that would be, I mean, I feel like it would be more likely, and I'm not saying, saying I would recommend it. I'm just saying it's more likely that a Nolan Gorman goes in a trade like that than a trade for Max Church. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and it's funny that you even want to bring that name up because I was getting ready to say in order to get him, that one's going to hurt a little bit. And yeah. I mean, like like we said last week, that would probably take at least a Kisner plus because I don't think they have a catcher in their top ten prospects or anybody close. And I'm not sure what's on their big league roster right now, but that's a, that's a spot they could definitely upgrade. But I do think it would take some, uh, you know, one of the prospects that would hurt like that, whether that be Thompson, Libertor, or uh, uh, Gorman. And Gorman would seem to be the low-hanging fruit now. Yeah. Do you think if you're looking at those trades, though, I mean, either one of those, because I could see, depending on this, and I don't know the situation in that, in Washington either. I don't know if they need a catcher or not, or need a long-term solution to catcher. Um, but does, you know, are we comfortable trading Kisner off um, and trying to find either, you know, having either what Ali Sanchez or Tyler, probably Ali Sanchez. Apparently Tyler Harleman's been pretty rough in Memphis. Um, <laughs> yeah. According to, to Mr. Reese, at least for us, I saw one of his tweets um, this week. Um, you know, are we comfortable with that kind of drop off, especially because we've already dealt with Yachty being out once, um, you know, is that a situation where they're comfortable with that? I mean, Ivan Herrera is having a good year at double a, but they're not probably ready to bring him up. I, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm not really sure. I'm not sure on that. I think they have, 
a lot of confidence in in in, in Kisner. Um, yeah, he would probably be the shoe in right away. If well, you know what? I'm not so certain that Herrera wouldn't have the inside track if Bolina were to leave. You know, in the off season. Well, but, yeah, you know, off season, different story. Yeah. yeah. So, so I really don't know. You know, uh, it, it's I, there was a part of me, and I mean this, that to see even through through this last injury, to see that Kisner has struggled so so bad offensively in the times that he's been had a chance to play, that mm-hmm. I thought that he may go to Memphis and maybe get a good run of about 10 games there before he comes back up, give Sanchez a chance to back him up if Molina was 100% healthy and kind of go from there. Uh, I don't think they're in a position where they could probably do that, but uh, it did make me think about that whenever Molina was out this past week. Yeah. Yeah, I, the catching situation is a little bit weird. Yeah. Um, you're right. I think Herrera's probably done enough that if – if Yachty came back for next year, um, he could be the backup and they could do something with Kisner. But I don't know that they'd want to get through the next three months without a Kisner. Now, yeah, I mean, it, it very well, but again, it's going to hurt. Um, they may say, look, it's worth it to get Barrios or Scherzer in here. And we're, what we're going to lose by the backup catcher that probably doesn't play. And, you know, if Yachty gets hurt, then we'll deal with it. Um, you know, we might have to promote Herrera faster than we want, but, um, but I, you know, if they could get a deal, they probably still do it, but I think that's kind of, I, you know, I at least hesitate, um, but they might have to. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's funny. I feel like I can sense it in your voice a little bit and I kind of feel the same way that I don't think there's any way they can get away, get through this year without adding a, rotation quality pitcher right now. Mm-mm. And yeah. I think that it's going to cost something. And and uh, honestly, they may pay for an underwhelming return, but I feel like they, they have to do something. And and honestly, I'm surprised something uh, in the Shelby Miller ilk hasn't been done already. A little bit. I'm guessing there's probably just wasn't anything necessarily out there. Again, when you're talking about, you know, it's got to be a guy that has been pitching, but it's got to be a guy that's, you know, either easy to get or it's not pitching anymore. You know, yeah. Shelby kind of fits that mode because of, of pitching for a while, but then getting released. Um, when was his last appearance? I think, I don't know. Did he, he only appeared one time this year for the Cubs. Um, I don't know. I'll have to check his minor league run. And I don't know if it was one of those things because I haven't, I really haven't checked. I assume it is though where they got called up and he pitched in Chicago and, you know, he's out of options. So he couldn't be sent down. Um, it had to be wa- you know, clear waivers or yeah. whatever there. I am not sure on that. Um, I will pull this up real quick though. And we will find out assuming my computer wants to <laughs> behave itself. Yeah. Cause he pitched three games in Chicago um, April 14th, April 17th, April 21st, or for the Cubs. Two of them were in Chicago. One was in Milwaukee, so he didn't leave very far. Um, first game with the Brewer, I think we kind of remember that. He gave up four earned runs and didn't get anybody out. Walked three guys. <laughs> Second time, he gave up three runs at an inning. Um, but his last time out, he gave up two hits, but didn't give up any runs. So, you know, he wound up with a 31.5 ERA right now. Um 
but yeah, I think, uh, Oh no. Then he went, he did go back down to the minors. Um, he may have had one of those opt out clauses, you know, if you, yeah. yeah. Cause he went, he pitched for the Cubs on the, and then he went back down and pitched three games in Iowa. Um, pitch three innings, 3.1 and four innings. And that's, you know, that's a bit of a kicker too, right there. He 10.1 innings in three games. He pitched well, but he hasn't pitched deep in a game yet this year. So, you know, that may be a consideration as well. I mean, again, he'll probably have to work at some at Memphis to try to build that up, but I didn't quite realize that he hadn't had the, the stamina to get, you know, five or six, right now i mean he didn't play at all last year because he opted out during the COVID stuff so it's you know probably not too surprising and then you know it's been he only started eight games in 19 out of 19 starts out of 19 appearances um and then the two years before that he only got four starts in the major so it's been a while before he's had wow 2016 was the last time he had more than 10 starts in the big league so um yeah, there's a lot of questions, but if there weren't a lot of questions, he wouldn't be available either. Yeah, that's a, very true. I mean, it's uh, I, yeah, I mean, I would love to see it just for the uh, a they need an arm and b I just kind of yeah. would like to see that move. You know what I mean with it with Miller, but uh, yeah, that gives me a little bit of pause. I'm not gonna. I I was like, ah, you know, that's probably why we haven't heard from him much. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's definitely worth a shot because it's going to cost you nothing, basically. I mean, yeah. like league minimum money. And, um, you know, if he's open to it, we'll, we'll see. Um, you know, if he doesn't work, then you release him. You know, it's not going to, you know, if he, he does well enough, then you call him up. And if that doesn't work, then you release him. I mean, it's not, not a big deal. But they're going to need some innings and arms somewhere. And, you know, and maybe, he's, maybe he's not the starter. Maybe he's a long relief guy, sure. you know, that, that piggybacks with Oviedo or something of that nature. It's available for that. I don't know. Um, they're going to, you know, it'd be nice if they got a little creative on some stuff and this, I think would count. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. It'd be, uh, it, it would be interesting to see mainly because you know, that, that, that there's trouble brewing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you get through this weekend with the Cubs, then you got the Marlins, the Braves, the Tigers, the Pirates, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies. Then you have the Giants and the Cubs before the All-Star break. So you've got a chance to do well, even if even if you're not on 100%. You've got a good chance to, to get a run through there. You know, we, we count the Braves in that. It's really weird to count the Braves in that. I agree. I, mean, I agree. You know, I know their record is, yeah. is, is, bad, is not, you know, what their sub-500, but I don't think of them as a, you know, a bad team, but um, yeah, 29 and 31. So they're really not that much different than the Cardinals. In fact, their run differentials better. So they, you know, they're a similar team there. You know, that's the thing is they are a similar team because they've just been crushed with injuries as well. Yeah. They don't have any pitching. Well, I mean, mean, it looks exactly the same. So that may be a a chance to kind of, but you know, at least if nothing else, you're not playing a team that's, you know, much better than you are in this stretch. Um, and, you know, we'll have to see how the Cubs are. The Cubs are better than the Cardinals, but, you know, they're only three games better right now. So um, I don't know that they're ahead above. Um, they can be if, if everything goes well for them. 
but they've got some issues too, as we were talking about. So, yeah. Um, hopefully, <laughs> you know, this is a good stretch for them and they can kind of get on their feet and then kind of really get thing, get some momentum going toward, toward that trade market. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I, it just out of curiosity, I had to look up Jose Barrios because I was, I was curious and I knew that I knew yet it's, he's 27 <laughs> with yeah. years of control left. I was like, yeah, it's going to cost a lot. Yeah, I would think so. Um, I, you know, and the twins are not a, they're not a dumb organization. No, um, no, 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 no. So they're not, uh, it's, you're not going to get time all-star. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be tough. It's, uh, Cause I was thinking, I was like, what would it, would it take? And it may take, you know, some of the, a lot, several of the names we brought up. Yeah. They're, they're not likely to pay you 50 million to take their start. <laughs> no, uh, probably not going to happen. So anyway, well, hopefully we're going to have a good weekend of the Cardinals winning some ball games. I mean, nothing beats beat the Cubs um, anywhere, but it's, you know, beating them at Wrigley would be a lot of fun as well. Um, and then that, you know, it's a bit of a weird schedule. Go to Chicago, come home for the Marlins, go to Atlanta, yeah. two game set with the Tigers and come home for Pittsburgh and the Diamondbacks then go back on the road uh, for the Rockies and then that Giants and Cubs series. So a little balance and back and forth, um, but a few off days in there, that'll help. Um, so uh, Alan and I, I am about to head out of town, so we will not be with you at the end of next week, we'll probably join you again on the off day of the 21st. So we'll have a chance to see how this stretch of games went. And, you know, hopefully we're talking about a, a good run of, of Cardinal baseball and maybe a new player that we can uh, break down as well. So um, until then, though, I'm Daniel. That's Alan. Good night. Good night. Yeah.